Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. We're so glad that you're here. I'm Stephanie March. I am here with Elizabeth Reese this Good morning. Good morning, friends. It's nice to be with you. It is so fun. It's so fun to have you here. Um, we did waiting have... for this all week. I Have you really? <laughs> yeah, you're like... La, 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 I love la, la. knowing I get to come here. It's so fun. It's good. Um, we do have a uh, caller hanging on. Sally, Sally, you're you're gripping by your fingertips. I can tell. What's going on today? I want to know how to make a, a Juicy Lucy at home. Oh. <laughs> okay, I got that for you, girl. Great, do it. Yeah, basically you want to just, you want to do your, you want to get your ground beef. And I'm not going to preach about what kind, but I will say, you know, the fattier the better in yeah. my mind. And then you just want to make preach your... Preach it. Preach that. Yeah, okay. Do the fat. If anybody's buying 95%, whatever, you know, don't. Go for the 80s. You yeah. know what I mean? We just had the Beef Council people on the show the other day, and they said the same thing. Yeah. Use fattier for fattier, a burger. Fattier, fat. So mm-hmm. what you want to do is you just want to flatten a good patty, a good-sized patty out, and then and a couple of two patties out. Then you're going to take those little American Craft Singles. I'm telling you that this is the way to go. <laughs> And, oh, really? Well, cheddar is too oily. You know, cheddar breaks down into a different way. You don't really want that. You kind of need a processed American-style cheese. Yeah, Land oh makes that That's good white one I you can find some places. Because I have a cheddar jack mix shredded, and I didn't know if that would work. You know, I'm going to tell you that I, I, it might work. I just have had cheddar is, is a problem because it doesn't melt smooth. So if you want to go foolproof, you go American. And also shreddy is a problem, too, because basically sh- flour. Yeah, the pre-shredded stuff is yeah. tossed in a non-glunking thing, you know, the non-glunking. So they don't glunk together. And so then yeah. that makes it harder to melt, actually, funny enough. So, but what you want to do is you put a nice little, you make these tiny squares, you fold your cheese and then you, you know, fold them into squares in the tinier squares and you put them in, you stack them in the middle and then you crimp your burger, you put your other beef patty on top and then you crimp those little sides, you pinch them. Kind of like a pie crust. Yes. And then you just sort of do a, you know, a nice hot griddle or pan and then you just get a good sear. I go three minutes on one side, you know, kind of maybe, and then you see it kind of creeping up the sides and then you flip it. And then you go maybe two on that side. Do it in cast iron. You'll be happier with life. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I do have a cast iron. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Oh, good. Okay. And I do have, I I buy those three pound blocks of Bongard's American cheese. Oh, yeah. Great. Bongard's is great. Fabulous. That's a local. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank All right. you so much. Good oh luck, Have fun. And then remember, take it your time before you bite into that thing or you'll be burned by a scalding yes. lava flow of cheese. Take a moment and then free the cheese. Say a prayer. That's a why prayer. you should always That's say why. a prayer before you eat right. so your food cools say down. Say a little prayer for cheese <laughs> forever and ever. Actually, let's do top two and hour two. <laughs> Give me the old one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents Top 2, Top 2 The Top 2 Pick your best two In our two Alright, give me two, winning Alright, this is the time of day when we talk about the two things that we are kind of obsessed with this week So do you want to start? Sure, I would be happy to, thank you mm-hmm. um, I'm obsessed with bakeries and great Rightly bakeries so. And we have been having like just this roll through of one great bakery after another on Twin Cities Live the last few weeks. I don't know what's going on. I think we're just eating our feelings. I think it's a carb loading thing that That's we're what feeling. Is happening. But yeah. a couple of things have really, really stood out to me. And so I wanted to tell you about them because these are places that are so worth going mm-hmm. and they are places that are off of my beaten path. So, um, I mean, I have to drive 20 to 25 minutes to get to these places and I think they're 100% worth it. Okay. Yeah. So I've talked about her in the 
past. But Ava Sabet is the owner of Swedish Crown Bakery in Anoka. Ava is from Sweden and she brings her Swedish delights here to us in Minnesota. And she makes the most beautifully, lightly sweetened baked goods with just the most fabulous ingredients that you can possibly imagine. So she came on the show the other day and she was making semla, which are these like cardamom buns that are then filled with this like almond pasty business. That's not quite marzipan. It's like other things mixed in. And then this lightly sweetened organic whipped cream on the top. And then the little top of the bun is dusted with powdered sugar and on the top, everyone lost their minds over these Yes, because she has just the right amount of sweetness where it's like it feels sweet and it feels like a treat, but it's not like a sugar high and a sugar bomb. And she uses the best of the best of every ingredient. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like every bit of butter she's using is organic. Also the cream. She uses the best flour. She's oh. just a joy. And yes. she always has a really fabulous story about everything that she makes and how it um, means something to her in terms of her Swedish heritage and then how she's so proud to bring it here. She's fabulous. Go see her. Swedish I, Crown Bakery. So it's in Anoka. It's in Anoka. It's tucked away in a little bit of a strip mall, just to give you that idea. Yes. Like you have to kind of find it. It's down. It's not on the main drag. It's a little bit off the side. And then you have to go into the end. But also there's. A really good barbecue spot right next oh, to it. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It's a uh, jelly bean, Julie and jelly bean, jelly bean and Julie's. Oh, that's good to know. Julia's, Julia's, jelly bean, jelly bean, Julia's. She also like has that, that Swedish um, princess tort that is um, that goes down in history as uh, one of the two greatest cakes I've had in this town. Her princess cake business. Fabulous. And, and the patty cake. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. What do you have? Okay, so I'm going to go to the Naughty Greek, which I you were just you, you and I both had a moment because I take out lunch there on Thursday. I'm telling you, so Molly and I went and did a podcast after last week's show, and I said let's just pop over to Naughty Greek because honestly, I cannot. I don't know. I, I I wish I don't know why there isn't one open right next door to my house because I would eat it every single day. I can't get enough of it. It is so the pita, or not even the pita, but like the you know I do the pork plate so mm-hmm. that you get this huge mound of euro shreddy pork That's situation what I just did on Thursday. Yeah, and then I get a salad. Yeah, because me too. I think it's way better so you can take a bite because then you get this little beautiful mound of. Um, of like tzatziki sauce. You get the tzatziki and it's fabulous. Plus, I like, um, it otherwise comes with fries. Generally, we do takeout for Naughty Greek at our house. Like oh, we, you do? Yeah, we pick it up. We order online and then take it uh-huh. out all the time. And we like, we get it, get it and bring it home for dinner for our kids and everything. And um, fries to me don't travel that well. No, they don't. So they I just never like do. to sub it with a salad. Well, I also like this Greek salad because then you get a little feta sprinkling on the on the salad. So you get this feta and you get the pork and you get the tzatziki and you do. I do like a big old hand dip. I know it, it kind of feels like you're supposed to make a salad, but I eat or a sandwich, but I eat the pita last separately oh. last. Okay. So what I did was I made a sandwich out of it with, yeah. with a ton of the um, salad and I got the kale salad oh, and yeah. put it in there Okay, and then the tzatziki and the pork and everything and wrapped it up and ate the sandwich and then used the leftovers for a salad and ate that <laughs> in the same meal. I mean, this wasn't like yeah. I split it up. No, I'm all, I'm all in like pieces. Like I go fork, 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 <laughs> fork, fork all the way around. And then when I'm left with nothing but a pita on the tray, that's like my happy moment. It's just very, very good. Yes. It's so good. Their sassy cheese spread is fabulous. It's so delicious and addicting. Their zucchini fries, you think like, I, do I well, want I zucchini, tried fries? The zucchini fries? They're fabulous. Oh, okay. They're really, really delicious. Well, I'm hoping they open. They they have a location um here on University, mm-hmm. very close to us. Selby and Snelling. Selby and Snelling. That's the other one mm-hmm. I was thinking about. Okay. Yeah, right. Hey, we actually have another, we have a caller who wants to talk about Swedish 
baking. Oh, great. We have Kirsten on the line. Hey, Kirsten. Hi. What's going on today? Well, well, not a whole lot with the snow coming, but (laughs) (laughs) that being said, um, not so much about the Swedish baking, but, but your story about that made me think I don't bake as much as I'd like because I live with a man that doesn't like sweets. So when you were talking about um, how what she makes is so amazing, better than most other baked goods, I thought, well, maybe um, if I'm making so few, what is there a difference between one flour, another flour, one sugar, another sugar, um, those type of ingredients so that if I am going to bake, it's going to have some wow factor. Oh, gosh. Well, I think, I mean, I think the better ingredients you can use, the better things are going to be generally always. Um, But how do you find the difference between one flour? Like, is there a brand that's better? Yeah, so Bakersfield is the brand that I buy that's local. It's a local fresh flour. So there's a big difference between fresh flour and not fresh flour. Mm -hmm. Fresh flour means that it was just recently ground and milled. And that's exactly what they're doing at Bakersfield. And there's just like a... I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but there's like a freshness about it. And I store mine in the freezer so that it doesn't go rancid. So especially for you, if you're not baking that often, I would definitely store your fresh milled flour in the freezer. I store it in just a big glass jar, which I probably shouldn't store it in glass, but whatever. I think it's fine. Yeah, I do it. Yeah. Um, And then as far as sugar goes... um, you know, maybe for your beloved, who's not super into sweet things, I would just make things less sweet. Yeah, it's like you so amazing how in many recipes you can add way less sugar than they're saying you need to. Especially yeah. pie is a good place to start with that. Yeah. Like my mom always takes her pie recipes. She cuts the sugar down by a third. Yeah. And she's always she'll make it and we'll go, oh my gosh, this is so good. And she said, you guys, I used a third of the sugar. You mm-hmm. do not need that much sugar. Also amp up things like cardamom and amp up like a little bit of cinnamon instead of more sugar, doing a little bit more of the, the flavors that you know, add to things instead of, and using really good spices, like a good vanilla or Mm -hmm. a good, that kind of also takes away the sweetness, but gives you that sort of guts to it. Does that help? It does. Yes. Thank you. Happy baking. Go bake like the wind, Kirsten. I love it. Um, Okay. So do your second one. Okay. One more. Um, Something Sweet by Maddie Lou, another bakery that I can't get enough of. She's in Coon Rapids. She also has another location in Ridgedale and at Mall of America. Yes. At Ridgedale? She's crushing it. She's like 24. She's the cutest, sweetest, most talented, fabulous thing. I, I just did not know she was her. at Richdale. This is important for so me. So she just won. Um, she won a challenge, the Winter Cake All show that they yes. do on Food Network. She and her partner, Crystal, just won it yeah. uh, recently. And what they did was they made this cake that was a special cake for Apollo Ono and his girlfriend for their anniversary. So that was the challenge. And they won the challenge with this cake. You guys, she's now selling it at her bakery. It's a passion fruit cake with raspberry butter butter, buttercream, and white chocolate ganache and fresh strawberries. Uh. Stephanie March, (laughs) I tasted this cake on the show. I ate nearly an entire piece in the commercial break as much as I could shove down my pie hole. And I have been thinking about it Was I on that day? I think I was on the show that day. Did you try it? Yes, I did. It was fabulous. Yeah. It was glorious. I didn't get as much because I was on right after her, so I had to go talk. I was eating everything, and it was Mm. just absolutely delicious. So you get the, um, the Apollo Ono cake from Something Sweet by Maddie Lou in Coon Rapids. Go to her. Get the cake. Get the cake. And be a happier person. Okay. I love it. All mm-hmm. right. Well, my last one, just fast, is that uh, I was letting you guys know that Big 
E. Eric Austin is having a pop up. He's back. He was a very big soul food chef for a long, long time in the Twin Cities. He had you know ten years Big E soul food, and he was kind of one of the guys who stuck it out for as long as he could. And he is doing a pop up at Travail on March twenty fourth, and it's a Sunday sort of dinnery thing. And that's just another great you know the soul food scene is kind of kicking, and I'm just I'm here to say yay. So because if I can food. have more mac and cheese and I can have more smothered chicken, I'm in. Always. In. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk with Ms. Laurel Elm of Maven. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, we are so glad to be joined by Ms. Laurel Elm in studio. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy belated International Women's Day. Yeah. Yes. Power women. It's the year of the international woman. It is. And, you know, here's the deal. I, I do it for life. It is. It is. <laughs> Future is female. Um, I... The funny thing is, is we, you know, we've had Maven represented on the show before. We've had yeah. Adam Eaton here. We've had Tim Niver here. And I was like, finally, boys. I was like, can we get you to show up? I'm like, can you come sit in the hot seat, please? Because Laurel and I are the ones who coordinate it all. Yes. You know, and it's usually like she makes sure that Adam gets here. Or she makes sure. That, and I'm like, no, there's always a wizard behind the curtain. It is. And normally Which I'm okay with. we're pulling the strings. <laughs> okay. Not that it's a puppet master thing. But no. anyway, we wanted to talk a little bit about Maven because something very exciting has happened. I have to tell you that uh, there is... Maven, of course, is the deli sort of restaurant in Uptown. Yeah, deli plus, plus, plus. Plus, plus, plus. <laughs> and they have been become quite the darling on the bagel scene because of their wood-fired oven. Liza. Liza. That has a name. She's a beast. Liza. She's a beast. <laughs> she might sing to you. We don't know. But she is, uh, but you guys have, have kind of become these bagel, kind of a mecca for bagels. Mm-hmm. Tell us what's happened. So. Or a little bit of what's going on. Big well, news. A, still come see us at the restaurant. Yes, P.S. B, if you don't want to drive to Uptown, which I get, we are now <laughs> in 11 locations at Kowalski. Fabulous. Bagels All flavors. Kowalski. All flavors. All flavors. Every day. Like the everything I bagel. I literally put them in my car and hand deliver. No Do way. You really? Yes. That's incredible. <laughs> Oh to God. Shoreview. Yes. So oh, that's, their, that's their hub, and then they distribute. So. You get the tour of the cities. Okay, what are the bagel flavors that everybody's loving? Well, everything is definitely the favorite. Yeah. But yeah. we have plain. Everything is for people who simply don't care what other people think of They're them. They're just like flavors. <laughs> those are my favorite I'm going to breathe on you, and this is just what you have to do on you. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, if you eat an everything bagel, you will smell like an everything bagel. All day. And you have and little poppy seeds in your And you poppy seeds and whatever, and you say, my joy and my pleasure is more important than how the rest of you see me. Yeah. And I think that those people are wonderful. Yes. Everything bagel people are my favorite people. Yeah. They, just no shame. Yeah, yeah. no shame. Okay. And you shouldn't anyway. So that, garlic and onion, yep. plain. Yeah. We have cinnamon brown sugar. Oh. I'm forgetting one because we have five and I only touched four fingers. Um, you also have a gluten-free one, I think. Yes, and we have two flavors and now. Sesame. So we do sesame. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We do uh, plain and everything gluten-free. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask it. Is there ever going to be a salt bagel? I have asked can, several can times. We, I have asked Adam when he was here as well. Adam Eaton. Yes. I know you're listening because yeah. I told him to. Yeah. Smarchie says the salt. The public. Yeah, the public wants sm- salt. Demands. Yeah. Just a special every once in a while if that's it. But well, like, we do a special bagel every day too. Right. So that would be a really easy, like right now we're doing strawberry cheesecake. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They have a lot of fun with the, the bagel. The what day. are some of the other special flavors? Oh, they've done uh, short rib with like fried onion. They've done like Whoa. a croque madame oh on a bagel. God, yeah. They did s'mores. Ugh. It's sort of just like no rules. Whatever That's you're feeling. really, really fun. Whatever Everything they... about Maven is just so cute. It's like mm-hmm. it just looks fresh and fun and bright and it like makes me happy to look at it Mm -hmm. all it's just really great which makes you want to eat more bagels but everything's like amped up 
with the I flavor. So many bagels. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the cuteness is all because of her. <laughs> so, just to be clear. But so, okay, so the bagel thing kind of has hit, you yep. know, and you guys have, but you don't want to be known as just a bagel shop because you exactly. are so much more. Mm-hmm. And so there's something else you're doing that's hitting today that is sort of a little bit of a, a pop-up. Yes. So now accepting reservations Great. Right? to all you humans. I get, if you're going to make the trip, you just, right. you want to know. You want to know that you have you a just table. You know you have a table. Right. You're not going to worry about it. Yeah. We have a parking lot in back. So We're just trying to make it really. and reservations. Yes. You're really making Uptown approachable to the over 22 set. To the over 22. <laughs> and to I those know. of us with maybe a child in tow yes. who are thinking, I need to guarantee that this little person will be eating something soon. Right. Right. And most people don't think bagels and think like really cool, sexy date night dinner, but we do a three course at night. Yeah. The room gets dark, like when it's not sunny. I love watching the room change from like day I to night. I've it's driven, perfect. yeah, by when it's kind of like in that mid mm-hmm. space. And you light the nice. candles, and it gets just really sexy. And all you see is the firelight from the oven. Yeah, so yeah, it's it is really a good fun. thing. That's great. It is true, and I think that is a hard thing for restaurants who are like breakfast focused or yes. have some sort of a you know that to make that transition into dinner. Yes. People just have a mental space where they. Plug you into one or the other, not both. Literally the exact opposite of dinette. When we opened, and we yeah. were all dinner, and we also did brunch. Yeah. So building brunch over time. Was different. Yeah. So it's like flip. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, tell us but about... it's been really fun. Tell us about the chicken situation. <laughs> also today. <laughs> uh, so new fried chicken. Um, Adam and I have been on many, many food research trips, but our most recent was Portland. Yeah. And we fell in love with Pock Pock. Yeah. Like, there's always one restaurant we find that we go back like four or five times, even though we're only there for like only six like days. Only like there for <laughs> yeah, gosh, a short, short, short There's time. always like the one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so he's doing a new uh, sticky fried chicken. It's like whole chicken wings. This is like a you're going to get messy and you just have to know, like the no shame. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Right. You're every, you're it's going to be on your face. If you're an everything bagel person, you're, person. Chicken person. <laughs> you're, down, you're in. That's yes. good. Mm-hmm. So just on the menu this morning, but so, so good. He's been testing for like a week. So I've eaten so many chicken wings. Um, but really fun. It has a little pomegranate molasses. So like that sweet and sour, just like. Just, just like tangy. Yes, yeah. Like I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. <laughs> Were you nervous about going into Uptown? Did you feel like that's because that's a that I think that's a tough location it's in the Twin Cities to open a restaurant. It's super hard. I would say the neighborhood has been crazy supportive. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous about it, but we're way more Lynn Lake, right? Because we're just. We're the southwest corner of Lake and Bryant. Yeah. And we have so many people that just like walk over that live in the neighborhood. Okay. So we've, we've built a base so much faster than I expected. Yeah. Like the people I know by name, the mm-hmm. people that bring their kids. Like we're super family friendly. Great. Yeah. yeah. So it's been awesome. And I can't wait for it to warm up. Like we're all in this like, Ugh. I think everyone's just like I know we're all. But we're adding tables now on Bryant Street. Oh, you are? Yep. So we'll do six tables along that plus our patio and all those windows along Bryant Street open. So we're really going to be able to do this like indoor, outdoor experience. It's the bike highway. Yeah. Yeah. Like just open it up to everyone. Totally. When you guys, your little outdoor bar situation, mm-hmm. which is like a pass through, like There's it's like the indoor bar and then open. it's a window and then you can sort of sit on the mm-hmm. outside of it too. Which, Fun. I love that idea. which we're actually going to turn into a little uh, food truck for St. Patrick's Day. So let's talk about St. Patrick's because yeah, you guys coming. are going to, I know, and you're next to Morrissey's Irish Pub. Yep. So honestly, if you didn't do something, you would have just been like, it would just it be silly. They came to us and they're like, we want to tent the whole parking lot. And we were like, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they did it for the first time last year. So this is the second annual and they really just want to make it like the block party yeah. in this neighborhood. Use everyone as partners. So they'll have their tent. There's music Saturday and Sunday. Because Saturday is the, is the 16th and actual? Actual St. Patty's is Day is Sunday. the Sunday. Okay. okay. Right. But apparently it's like a holy day. No, so it's... they're not doing the, you know. Oh, right. right. <laughs> so they'll do both days and St. we're going to do yeah. like really fun, just like easy, like 
Shepard's hand pies are super. Oh, yeah. Adam hasn't told me exactly He yet. hasn't told you He's yet. He's a very last It's minute. a week away. Well, it's not perfect until it's perfect. Right, so right. So I'm always like, just tell me now. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. You're like, I have things to say. Yeah. I need to have <laughs> so them. So we'll be, be available and we'll do really fun, like, corned beef bagel specials inside and... Okay. This yeah. is just really exciting. You guys are doing great things. Everything you do is very, very well done. I still Thank maintain you. that like my experiences at Moochie's have been um, some of the best service that I've ever received in the Twin Cities. I mean, just really. We're very committed to just creating a place where people can be. Yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. And the Moochie's frozen pizza. I know. Also, well, this is what I love that you guys are. You guys understand like how to take that experience from inside a restaurant and then. Bring it Make to it more other, available. Yeah, yeah, and to bring it to market. I think mm-hmm. that's an, a huge skill. Well, it matters. So. It allows us to touch more people, yeah. which is what we get out of it, is right. that relationship and that connection that we... That we get to make with And everyone. when you see the sign, it's pronounced Maven. 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 M-E-Y-V-N. Is, yes. So you, you can be in the know, but I bet if you go in and say it wrong, they'll just be fine with it. <laughs> Most people just don't say it. If yeah, they're like, um, the but it's perfect. So like in the Jewish culture, Maven is like, like the strong woman, like the head of the family. So it's a very like power female. Oh, so we should be using that word yeah. more. Like, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. I thought it was like a man thing when we started naming it, but all the people we talked to were like, yeah. no, that's like, no, I always thought like it was bubby. like, that's like the woman. Yeah. That, when like, you say kitchen maven, that's like the woman who's like basically running, running your entire the show. kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, Laura, what a treat. All right. Well, then I love it. So go look for, go hang out at Maven in Please. Uptown and maybe check out that pock pock fried Absolutely. chicken situation. Yeah. Uh, reservations are available, but don't forget to look for them at uh, St. Patrick's Day next yes. weekend. All right. Thanks so much, Laura, for Thank being you, here. Lovely. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Okay, you guys, I do not see snow right now. I'm still I'm still really? feeling that there's nothing happening, which is making Maybe me feel like... Us. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> what if, you guys, what if it doesn't come? That would be a meteorological scandal. Wouldn't it be a scandal? It would be. It would be a scandal. Mm-hmm. It absolutely I would feel be. like you would all... I think that, like, I'd be fine with it, but, like, I've also sort of, like, now tucked my brain into the things that I'm going to do and yes. all that kind of stuff. And part of that is I'm, you know, for sure going to cook today. My children had a home day from daycare yesterday because of a training thing. So mm-hmm. I took the day off to be home with them. Oh, and um, yeah, it was nice. I like those little bonus days with yeah. them. It's very fun. Um, so in the afternoon, we went to Seward Co-op to do our grocery shopping, which I very rarely grocery shop these days. I have it delivered. You do. I mean, it. You're I just, a delivery human. It's just because I like to, I want to spend my time cooking. And I just don't have as much. Something's got to give in yep. my life at this mm-hmm. point. I've got two tiny people that demand a lot. So, but we did go to the grocery store and um, and we had a great time and we were picking things out and having so much fun. Um, but it was a madhouse. I mean, Stephanie, madhouse. <laughs> this was like four. Uh, I think we were there at five, and then we were getting home, and I picked up stuff from the hot bar and stuff to have for dinner. Yeah, and um. I could hear the cashiers talking. There was a line like six people deep at every cash register and they were checking people out and they said just at three is when it started to get crazy because of course the snow is expected to come today. So everybody was stocking up and getting things ready and planning what they were going to cook for a snow day. Yeah. I'm doing chicken wild rice soup. Uh, That's what's going to happen as soon as I get home. I'm going to be creamy kind, the creamy kind, but I do like a light creamy kind. So Mm -hmm. I do a roux um, so I do the butter and the flour, but not a ton of each. It's like two tablespoons of each in the big pot. And then I add chicken stock and then I do a little splash of, um, and then I do milk too, but it's not like Lund's and Byerly's thick creamy. Yeah. It's almost like a hybrid. Yeah. Okay. I like that idea. Yeah. Cause I like it. It's, it's like a nice, I want it to be a little bit creamy. 
but I don't necessarily want that like thick bomb. Um, and I definitely don't want it just brothy. Can I tell you, um, did you hear about the thing that I ate at the Bachelor Farmer? No, what happened? Uh, I don't know. Was this last weekend? I talked I about this. this. Molly, I, I know. Oh my God. So I have great. to tell you about it. Cause I had, uh, the wild rice porridge. No, at the ba- at, yes. yes. And it's like this creamy, cheesy, it's risotto with wild rice. Fabulous. And it was beyond my expectations or my, and I, I, I literally have been trying to figure out how to get back there. Like within the next two weeks. The thing about wild rice, too, is that, you know, when you're buying the hand harvested wild rice, I yeah. mean, there are there are a lot of foods that make a difference when you're eating it and when you're buying it. But I just don't think there's anything more important than buying hand harvested native wild rice. I mean, that is like that is the epitome of foraging, of growing what just is given to us yeah. and then um, supporting uh, a tradition of the native peoples of this land yeah. um, who continue to harvest it and and giving your dollar directly to them. And I, listen, I bought it yesterday and it was like 12 bucks for a thing of it. And I get it. But man, I know I kind of feel like difference. I know. And remember, there used to be when we were little you used to go up north and there'd be people who would sell little bags of, you know, wild rice on the side of the road. Yeah. And we would just stop and pick up a bag of it. And it's something I think sometimes we take for granted we in totally Minnesota do. that we, we just totally think that do. everybody has it. My, I mean, my grandma lives in Texas and she asks for Christmas for wild rice. Like yeah. we buy it and then send it to her or she always picks some up when she's up here because yeah. you don't have hand harvested wild rice other places Mm-mm. and it is different it's, it's different totally when you different. get the hand harvested versus the cultivated it's totally not the same thing and the hand harvested cooks super fast mm-hmm. and it like turns into these like cracked yummy wonderful little yes. grains which are actually seeds they're just they're fabulous. seeds because it's grass seed Truth. it's basically a grass it's not a actual mm-hmm. you know it's not like a it's like how quinoa is a seed it is like quinoa is a seed too it is i know mm-hmm that is funny. So that's why wild rice soup. It's okay. so good. I think that's great. And I'm, I'm down for that. that. Um, do you, so we were also going to talk about this, that one of the things that I do, I saw that you were, you had a, you had Eli Wollenson on yeah, your show. Yeah, Eli Wollenson, who is the um, owner and the chef at Coalition Restaurants. They have yeah. one in Excelsior and then one in Edina. 50th in France. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. Eli's just a gem. He's just a great guy. And every time he comes on Twin Cities Live, he makes things that are just approachable and delicious. He always touches the food. He's like using his hands, which some people freak out about, but I know that he washes them. So I'm okay with it. Um, And he made these nachos that got me thinking so much about why I'm not getting more creative at home with making like a sheet pan of nachos. So he did this um, pineapple salsa with pineapple and habaneros and red onion. And then he just melted this mozzarella cheese. Yeah. And then dolloped on the salsa and then this like kind of um, habanero creamy like aioli sauce. Yeah. And it was just habanero. Fabulous. And so like a spicy mayo. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a like a twist on a spicy mayo. Yeah. With the pineapple salsa on the chips with the cheese. And it was so fun. And I was thinking like today when, you know, if we're snowed in tonight, you know, watch a movie and make yourself a sheet pan of nachos with some just fun like out of the box topping ideas yeah i mean well okay so we i end up making nachos more than you'd think really it's one of those things where i'm sitting there and i'm looking at the fridge and nachos is kind of my like it's a basically like a porridge situation yeah you know where it's like you kind of throw it all together and you have and if i have a bag of chips i i kind of always go with it 
And it's like I take the chicken, the leftover, like the shreddy chicken, or if there's a little bit of shreddy pork left over, yep. you know, throw it in. But I've also thrown in like salami and pickles yes. and done the things that you would not think of. Like we had some pastrami left over. And so I did pastrami with a little, with like I chopped up a bunch of pickles and threw that on there. Boy. And then Monterey Jack cheese all over it. I and like then the green use of onions. pickles in your life. I think oh, it's appropriate. Pickles, pickles, you guys can't. Jake, Jake and his friends were drinking pickle juice last night. And I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And they were just laughing. But that's just what happens, I guess. You know, one of my favorite drinks, I will always remember um, going to visit my sister in uh, New York. And I went with Des, our dear friend from KS95, yes. who, of course, is the voice of Twin Cities Live. I think she's still listening. Des, we love hey, you. Des. Um, she texted me earlier today. But Des and I went to visit my sister in New York. I was going. And Des was like, can I come? I'll buy a ticket. And we went. <laughs> We had such a fun Can I come? weekend, I but that. we went to this bar and I don't even know, I don't know the bar, but we had pickle martinis. So it's essentially like a dirty martini. Like a dirty martini. It's the same concept. And I don't know why this had like blew my mind as being something yeah. so exotic. But of course there they used McClure's pickles, which right. you can get everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Then you could only get them in New York because they were made in Brooklyn and still are. But um, so they used the pickle juice instead of the olive juice to yep. make the martini dirty. Yes. And then they did like a little spear with um just round cut pickles in them. And we went crazy and it was a snowy night and we sat in the bar and drank these pickle martinis. I am and, having a craving now. Yes. Holy and my moly. sister and Des and I will never forget that just being out together. We I don't remember where we were, but I definitely remember the pickle martinis. I am for sure going to have gin and yes. pickle martinis tonight. Yeah. Like, it's the and same. I'm going to send you a picture of it. And if you're not an olive person and you've always like kind of wanted to like a dirty martini, but that's like not your jam. Mm-hmm. Or if also, I think if you really love bloodies, you'll yeah. like this too. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, 100%. A pickle martini. Pickle martini, Somebody dude. should put that on a restaurant menu. You'll know all the restaurants. I know. Why don't you call them? We should do that. Maybe. Well, you know what? Let's post it. And then they will. Um, I also am going to do pulled pork tomorrow. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about that. So I I took the pork out yesterday and it's been defrosting in my fridge. Today, when I go home, I'm going to totally jam it with salt. I'm going to do the salt rub. Yep. The big thing for the salt rub for me is oregano and just fresh garlic. Just a ton of oregano, a ton of fresh garlic, salt, you know, kosher salt. And then um, a little bit of lime juice in there and olive oil. Okay, so you make essentially kind of like a paste of it's that, It's a paste, right? and then I paste it all on top, and I coat it in sort of a thing. And then what happens? And then I let it sit. I let it sit uncovered in my garage for the day. Yeah, that's, so your that's extra today. fridge. You're right. So then tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to put that sucker in at 250 and just let it sit all day. In a big Dutch oven. And I'm just going to put it on. Actually, I put it... I want it open, so okay. I leave it in a in a baking dish okay. with a little bit of beer in it. Yeah, I put a beer in the bottom so it doesn't, you know, so that it doesn't burn yeah. the bottom too. But then I just let it sit there for six hours. I do a little bit of apple cider vinegar in mine too. Oh, that's a good idea, and I do really like it. It's like a little bit of a punch. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe it's, I'll try that. Yeah, I've done that in mine. I really. Um, are you saying in the salt mix, or are no, you saying just on the bottom? In the bottom. Okay, apple cider vinegar. Yeah, just in the bottom. Okay, with it because I'll usually do like a rub. With whatever kind of, I mean, I'm I'm pretty like whatever kind of rub I have in the yeah in my pantry, right. I just use it and I put it all around the pork and then I've been doing it in a Dutch oven and I've been covering it and then I uncover it at the end for like the last hour. I like a I want it you really want it crispy. crusty. I yeah. want it to be black on the outside. Okay, and I get a good char if I do if I salt it for a day and then leave it 
uncovered and you get this and then when you pull it it gets and then i mix it all together so i pull it and i don't sauce mine to be yeah. clear no so I don't like either. i pull it and then i mix it so like those little charry bits get thrown into the whole bits Yes. I cannot wait. 250? <laughs> is 250 how 250 long you're doing this? if I'm going longer. 275 is about the highest I'd go, though. Yeah. And I do it for six to eight hours. Okay. Yeah. I like I everything that you just had to say. Yeah. That sounds really good. And then I want you to go and get the um, butternut squash rolls yeah, I'm gonna that Bakersfield that. makes. 100%. And then make pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah. You'll die. Those roll, You're going to love those rolls. Okay, I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, also, just we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about just some stuff going on around town. But I did want you to know that I have launched a portal for the recipes. People get mad at me because I talk about things and I don't put the recipes up. What's a portal? This is fabulous. It's just an Instagram handle. <laughs> it's not a portal, but I love to use the word portal. Where are we going through this portal? This portal, whenever I post the food, I will portal you to... Uh, this little, this channel that I've just called what to cook for when it's what to cook it's for when what, and then a two cook and then a four when, because this is like, it's like cooking for how you feel is how I do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you say pickle martini and I think I'm stuck in my house and I'm crazy and I want something pickle martini is how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's just it. And I'll post it on the thing so you can have it. But that's just where I am on Instagram. There's a new, just a, and I like, like it, follow it, do what you want. I'm just saying when you guys all look at me and you go, where's the recipe? That's where it's going to be. I got to stop for a poor I shoulder. Oh no, you got to do it. All right, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It was a really fun, so far it's been a really fun day. I just have loved it. I love when you invite me to fill in for stuff. Steph will be back next week. Yeah, we have so much, we have so many things to talk about. I just feel like, but I am, you know, she does have some other time off later in the month or next month. So, you know, hopefully yeah. you'll come back. We have to talk about tahini. Next week dates. Yeah, we have to talk about tahini. Tahini is so hot right now. It is so hot right now. <laughs> uh, we did get a f- question on the emails that I didn't see until right now. And it's from Deborah, And she says, our daughter is 23 today so happy birthday Deborah daughter she prefers white wine and wants to further explore her options recommendations for a white wine tasting or other experience that she can enjoy today or later oh that's a really fun idea I know well you know I love um Chancaska Creek Ranch and Winery they're in Casota Minnesota my friends right you're not going to drive there today you might not drive there today (laughs) but they're like right by St. Peter and um you know I did commercials for them for a long time and I just Love them. I love Mike, the winemaker who came from Napa. They have a top notch setup there and they bring in, I mean, they make wine out of grapes that they grow right there, but then they also bring in other grapes and they do blends and they just do a really fun wine tasting experience. And it's a really fun way to get to know, um, to like get to know the place and to get to know different varietals and have conversations about it. So I think that would be a really fun little like destination. Like you could do a, you know, mama daughter date night for yeah. her birthday and take her down there and do a wine tasting and that, then you can bring some home. That is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Also, if you know that, like if you go to the uh, France 44 in Edina, they have what's called the tasting bar. And you can literally go to the tasting bar and they open whatever bottles. They have a bunch of bottles open. If you say, hey, I really want to taste this wine, you could say, you know, we're looking for a sweet white wine or we're looking for a really dry and tart white wine. Mm -hmm. And they will help guide you through that and they will help. They will taste with you. And then here's the best thing you can do. You can buy a bottle of wine there and take it with you next door to the cheese shop. Show them the wine and say, this is the wine I just bought. We're going to open it. And can you pair me, can you make me a cheese board that goes with this wine? Oh. And then they will then say, yeah. And so they'll put some meats and they'll put some cheeses and they'll make you a little setup. You go sit in the back and you eat your cheese board and you drink your wine. Okay, that's great. Isn't that the best? 
best. I love wine tasting. So then you can also then say, okay, well, I'm going to go get another bottle of that wine and I'm going to buy these three cheeses or mm-hmm. whatever. And then and you've then got the setup ready to go. You've got your party set. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good deal. Also, Don't be afraid of Chardonnay. It's not as oaky as it once was. Well, and I mean, not every Chardonnay is Chardonnay. It's the same. I mean, this is what kills me when people are like, I don't like Chardonnay. I'm like, how can you say that when that's like saying you don't like cheese? <laughs> like cheese is so varied and so different. Like a mozzarella is so different from a blue cheese. I only know one person who says that she just does not like cheese. Well, her name is Maggie Winter. She used to be a producer on Twin Cities Live. Maggie. <laughs> I'm giving her a shot. Maggie. <laughs> I know it was your birthday the other day, but honestly. Well, it's hard to trust her after you find that out. But listen, you, she, she is quite charming. I grew up, with, or I didn't grow up, but I raised a non-cheeser. Matt was like the Matt. He used to do this. He would. It would torture me by saying, I don't like cheese. And it would have to be like this whole philosophical mind break because I was like, it's, it's like saying you don't like water, you know, like that's not, you can't do that. And we would have to go through a whole thing. And it wasn't that he was anti-dairy. And it was also that it was not like he was not eating it on his pizza. It was just a mental thing. Anyway. Oh, I love it. Poor Matt. He went to Wisconsin for school. He came back loving camembert. It's all okay. See, that's why you got to send your non-cheese people straight to Scani. This is the truth. And you just don't come back until you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. All right. So just an update again. What uh, Lucky Palooza is happening. They say it's happening. They yep. are on the old Facebook and they say, regardless of the weather, it's all happening. Just be safe. And, you know, it's not even. No, right now we got nothing on the radar nothing or nothing out the window. I don't know where you are, but I'm sure there's stuff on the radar. I'm sure there's stuff in. on the radar. Uh, letting you guys also know, do not forget tomorrow morning we lose an hour. Oh, it's shoot. spring forward. It is daylight savings time situation. Hmm. So everybody with babies and toddlers, I'm so, so sorry. Because my Twitter feed will be lit up by people saying how evil this daylight savings time it is. It really is tough I, on children. It is horrible, but you'll get you'll age out of it. It'll be fine. I know, but more people have heart attacks around daylight saving time too, you know, when the time changes. That's the truth of the matter. Oh my God. I think that's a lie. You Google it. I don't, it's an, I guess here's the deal. I don't, one hour is not a, a, like an abnormal swing for me. I know. Like I don't, it makes losing one hour, well, that's just a normal day. You know, <laughs> I mean, I just like, there are days that I get to sleep six hours. Some days I only sleep three, oh. you know, uh, these are horrible. I know. But, you know, some days I get to sleep eight. So it's kind of good. Okay. 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 I do. I do manage it. Mm-hmm. But um, so cup- don't forget about that. Yeah, that's happening tomorrow morning. So, you know, let's talk quickly about this thing that's happening in North Loop called the galley. Did you see this? No, I want to know everything about it. Okay. So I got an announcement, a press release for like a food hall. And I started this really snarky post like, do we really need another food hall? Yes. And I started writing it and I thought, well, maybe I'll call them. So I called them and I said, what's going on? They're like, well, it's not just a food hall. It's really an incubator. And I was like, oh, well, let's talk about that. And so it turns out this place called The Gallery is coming to North Loop. They're, they're going to be in the ground level of that building that's going up in the parking lot that used to be next to Freehouse. Okay. And what they, are, uh, what they have done in many cities, including Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and they're doing one in Detroit, and they have one opening in Chicago this summer. Um, they are opening what's basically like a food court. It's like a food hall food court, but they are creating four different kitchens Mm -hmm. that then center around a communal area with a bar and community seating. Okay. Okay. So, and these four different kitchens, they are basically giving away for free. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. They are saying that they will pay nearly 100% of your startup costs because they want to be an incubator for new, fresh concepts and ideas. So if you have an idea for a restaurant, you're thinking, you know, I've always wanted to have the hot dog shop or, you know, I've always wanted to do gourmet, 
uh, ice cream slushies, you know, or savory ice cream, whatever. Yeah. It is a counter service situation, but basically what they, what happens is you fill out the portal. And if you go to MSPMag.com, we have a, you know, and actually I think I might've put it on the, on the uh, Facebook page already, but um, basically they are saying that you, they will fund nearly 100% of the space for the startup costs, which means marketing, PR, you know, all this kind of stuff. So if you have a dream, you can do this. Look at that. I know. You have to pay for the food cost and the back house labor, but everything else they're going to cover and help you design your logos and everything. There's a lot of good eating, you guys. Get a dream. I like it. All Thanks, right. Steph. Thanks for hanging, Miss E. We'll see you guys all later. Ciao, ciao.